0: Hello and welcome to Hashtag Create, the podcast dedicated to creativity wherever it may be found. I'm your host, Alan James Edwards, and today's guest is actress, writer, director, and comedian Leticia DiVenuto. She is not only known for her work as a content creator, with clips like The Worst Token Black Chick Anywhere and Turn Up Alone, but has also appeared on mainstream shows like Girls and MTV's Ladylike. Leticia is a first place winner in the ClipKick Performer Spotlight Contest, and we are happy to have her here with us today. You can check out all our clips on ClipKick. Her username is at lsdvenuto. And now, a word from our sponsors. We are brought to you by ClipKick, the free app for bookmarking and sharing any video clip on the web. With ClipKick, you can collect all your favorite videos in one place. When you find a video you like anywhere online, just click share on your phone and save it to ClipKick. Then watch and share your unique video collections right from the app. Content creators use Clipkick to consolidate their videos from all platforms in one place. Then they share the account links and grow their audience. But Clipkick is not only for content creators, it's the perfect app for anybody who loves video clips. Download Clipkick for free today in the app stores. We are brought to you by Cash for Free. Cash for Free is a great new app where you can transfer cash to your bank account whenever you need it for free. I love Cash for Free. I mean, who wouldn't? Cash is a fantastic thing. I mean, with cash, you can buy stuff, go on trips, eat, pay rent. The problem is cash is sometimes hard to come by. Everybody's holding onto it and no one wants to give it away, until now. Not surprisingly, Cash for Free is the number one app in the App Store with millions of downloads in just the first few weeks. Take advantage of the Cash for Free Early Adopter Special. Transfer unlimited cash for the first week you have the app. Download Cash for Free today, available in the App Stores. We love to promote new apps like this on the show. So if you have a great new app idea, send a direct message to at ClipKick.tv on ClipKick with a description of the app, and we may feature it on the next podcast. Leticia, yay. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Good, good. It's great to uh, have you on. It's great to see And, and I, we've never met in person, but I feel like I do uh, know you just from seeing all your clips. <laughs> and we're going we're going to talk a bunch about, about about that but uh where where are you living now
1: uh right now i'm in new jersey so uh i'm in rawway at home with my family mm. uh before the pandemic i was in west hollywood and i loved like i loved my apartment i loved my roommate i loved our pool like i loved everything and so i i do miss like my la life but it just it's just the cost right now just isn't it's, it's not worth it, especially since everything is done virtually now. All auditions, callbacks, uh, unless you're screen testing for like a major motion picture, everything can be done uh, remotely. So it's it's helping me save some money being back home in Jersey. And, um, you know, my I worked at a hotel uh, as my survival job. So the hotel is working at like 25% capacity, like they can't it's still do working.
0: Yeah, it's amazing it's, it's still even working.
1: Yeah, it's it's running but it's it's at a very limited capacity and a um uh skeleton staff so you know I'll probably you know when they call me back which probably will be next summer at some point I think things maybe will start picking up again. Um but yeah, for now I'm in Jersey. But the re- the,
0: the the hotel you worked in was in LA.
1: It was. Yeah, it was at um Embassy Suites in Downey.
0: Yeah. So, so uh, looking at your stuff on Clipkick, uh, you you do have a lot of amazing stuff on there. And uh, I feel like you're in this, you're, you're on this kind of cusp, like there's a bunch of content that you're, you've created yourself. And I want to talk about that. But also there's, there is a bunch of actual bits, like professional things that you're appearing on a TV. Do I want to talk about those too? But, but I feel, I feel like, how do you feel? I mean, career-wise, I feel like you're kind of just on the verge of something bigger.
1: Yeah, I definitely feel that way too. Like, um, I've kind of been at this like breaking point for the past like few years where, you know, I've had a bit of momentum uh, from girls, being on Girls. And then I, before Girls, I self-made a music video called The Worst Token Black Chick Anywhere, which was, you know, a spin on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song, but it was about my life. Um, And that video that I made, because at that time, this was back in 2015, I didn't have a demo reel. I didn't have any professional acting experience other than maybe a few extra jobs on some of the New York shows. Right. Um, so I made that specifically, A, because I thought it would be like fun, just getting uh, a couple of my friends and I together making fun of myself, uh, but also because I was like, I need footage. Like I didn't have any footage of me uh, on camera. So in, in, in casting is such a visual, medium uh they have to see what you're going to look like on camera they have to see how you pop on camera they have to see your chemistry with other people so even though it was a music video it helped serve as my demo reel which helped uh get me the audition for the part on girls and then things started picking up after that um and i think
0: let's <laughs> come, let, let's 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 look at this for a second so <laughs> So this is so, story. all the how I'm
1: stereotyped my skin's brown but sit back for a second yes you right there I'll tell you why I'm the worst black anywhere
0: So the first thing I notice about this is the the production quality So this yes. is this is this is clearly as content this is clearly not I mean this is something that was thought through it wasn't like something you just made some calls and said oh let's let's shoot something outside like this this has how many how many people are in the cast
1: um so it is me my friend chris my friend raven my friend ashley my friend Don, daryl sonia Erica, Kayla,
0: Ariella. Looking at your fingers, I see eight.
1: There's, there's at least ten people in the video. That's
0: all the figures you got. <laughs>
1: that's everything I got. Yeah. Let's
0: say, let's say ten people. The so, ten so, people. So, so ah, first of all, let's talk about this. So you got to get ten people to show up. Right. That's first of all. That's hard, right there. Right. Even, uh, even to get two people to show up is hard.
1: Right. So, so what I did was I told them like hey, guys, I'm making this, like, comedic music video. I sent everyone, like, the lyrics and um, what part they were going to be. So I told my friends that were in the dance hall scene, oh, this is going to be, like, twerk 101. So basically just wear, like, comfy sweatpants. So you only gave
0: them the parts of the script that they needed to know about.
1: Yeah. Kind of like, like, Woody um,
0: Allen does it.
1: Is that, is that what he does?
0: Yes. <laughs> nobody does the whole script of a Woody Allen movie. Hmm. Some people know, might so. not know who Woody Allen is, but... He used to be a filmmaker and a comedian, then he got canceled.
1: Then he got, he did get canceled. Um, Yeah. And actually that's one of the jokes in, in in token, I say, I've seen more movies by Woody Allen than Tyler Perry. I hope Spike Lee doesn't hold that against me. And that's like a joke. I mean, obviously um, I think I've seen Annie Hall. I saw Wonder Wheel, that movie that had uh, Justin Timberlake and Kate Winslet. I'm sure I've seen. I've had to. I've I've had to have seen something else by Woody Allen. I'm sure. Yeah, Um, but
0: I think I think he just kept it more concise that way, and I think he he just figured people didn't really have to see the whole thing. That's actually really smart, only because those people, when you gave them those pieces, they were like, "Oh, I just have to show up and do this."
1: Oh, okay. So they don't feel as it doesn't doesn't
0: feel like it's like oh I got to show up and do all this stuff, and then they and then they find a reason not to show up. Is my point right?
1: That's true, but I mean. yeah, so I I sent them what part they had and I let them know like this was when I was non-union, so I told them I'll pay for your train, I'll pay for a meal and pay for your transportation back and we'll just have like a fun day in the city. So um all my friends are either from Jersey or from New York, so it was really easy to get them to come. Um and you know, a free train, a free meal in the city and then like getting to hang out uh for them was enough of a reward, so I appreciate them for that cuz you know, that's essentially, you know, 50 to 60 bucks per person, um, which, you know, is not a ton of money, but um, it was, they were my close friends. So it made it super easy that they wanted to.
0: And then you shot it all in one day.
1: And we shot it all in one day. So we did in the morning, we did the basketball stuff. And then in the afternoon, we did the twerk shop and the solo shots. Um, Yeah. So it was about eight hours total. I hired a production company called Simba and uh they're new york based and I. all right so you had a, they, a
0: production company you brought in yeah so they handled the the camera and sound and and they that. handled
1: camera um they handled editing and what i did was i just pre-recorded the track um at a studio in brooklyn so that we had those vocals already uh set so we didn't have to do any live vocals at all for that one
0: well here's the thing and i and, th- and this is one of the reasons why i wanted to get into this with you is that the, the first question is, and I think I know the answer to this question, but do you feel that actually going through the the steps and the work in making your own entertainment content increased, increased your chances of um, people seeing you for meetings or, or increased your chances in the business?
1: I think it did, especially um, if you're coming from a place where you have no representation or no, you know, you're, you're not an off-Broadway play, you're not in, you're not um, doing regional theater. Um, if you're, if you're in a position where you really haven't been in like a tight community that has those resources where they can connect you with someone, then you have to make something so people are interested in you. Because if you, you will even if you have like the most gorgeous face and, and you know, a great body or something, they want to make sure that you can actually act. They want to make sure that you have something that is different than someone that they have on their roster. And so maybe they have someone who is an African-American female, 20s, 5'10", but that person's more dramatic. So then I can say, hey, I know so you have this person on your roster, but check check me out like I'm more comedic and this. And then that gets their attention. So I think it's definitely worthwhile for people who are just starting out to make their own content. And I think it's worth the while for people who are established to make their own content. Look at Reese Witherspoon and all these creators now, who, you know, these people have had careers in the business for 20, 30 some odd years. And now they have these production companies and they're making themselves and their best friends the stars of these productions, because there's only Hollywood, Hollywood, your network in Hollywood, can only go so far, right? People's people's minds are only going so wide and you are the person who can cast yourself in something that is outside of the box of what people might see you in, right? So we Reese, Reese Witherspoon is playing roles that, you know, maybe even 5 years ago people would say, "Oh, I don't really see her doing like doing something like that. I don't see her in a dramatic series on HBO. No, I see her doing more like that rom-com movie and now she's like the middle-aged woman who's, you know, trying to rediscover herself. And reset. F that, I'm gonna put myself in a major drama and win a bunch of awards for this show and put my best friends who are like at the top of the game in the show with me, right? Um, and so I think it's a tool that, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're business-minded and if you have creative ideas, then you might as well do it. And, you know, the worst token black chick video cost me two thousand dollars, which is like
0: Yeah, I was just gonna nothing, say how much did it cost?
1: Which is, you know, that, which is that isn't
0: that isn't that bad. So so yeah. you can you could probably get uh some sort of production group for a thousand dollars to shoot for a day. Yep. And then the cost of the meals for, for the people and people are usually enthusiastic about getting involved in something like that. So really you got to get two thousand dollars together, which is, you know, it's not a it's not it's not change it's not change, but that's how I shot my first film. I, I mean, I saved two thousand dollars in waiter tips yep, and but speaking of which things are a lot easier now because when I got first started there wasn't there wasn't YouTube yet, it's not so long ago, by the way, you know when I was first in school trying to do stuff and and uh you, you had to shoot on film you, you know just to shoot a short two thousand dollars could could got you a couple of you know rolls of film shot over a weekend or something. Right, so I right. think that there's a great opportunity out there for people if they if they have if they have the motivation that really didn't didn't exist before um but it's would you say that after you after you made this this video things started to change for you? Like do you think it affected it that much? Because I I could tell you all right so listeners might not know this but uh Leticia won first place in the in our clip kick talent contest a few months ago and um there were a lot of people entered that and i and all three judges selected you i'm not i i, I don't know for sure if it was just because of that video but i'm sure that video played a part in distinguishing yourself because a lot of the, a lot of the talent they they're they're doing self-tapes and audition tapes which are, which are okay, but I think the problem with watching audition tapes is like you said, it's hard to picture the actor in, in, an, actual, in an actual production. So making your own production can be very helpful. I think Absolutely. we can say that with confidence, right?
1: Yeah, we definitely can say with confidence, like that, that video helped me get my first agent, that video helped me get that first audition with Jen Houston casting. Mm-hmm. Um, And then it just, you know, it's just something that, you know, when people are looking, looking you up, like I have a manager now who, you know, they want people who are content creators. And, you know, you don't have to have millions of followers and and millions or billions of views. They just want to make sure that you are a hustler. They want multi-hyphenates. They don't want people who are just sitting back waiting for opportunities to come from, you know, these higher ups in Hollywood. They want to see that you are passionate about your career, passionate about the stories that you want to tell um and that you have a voice that's unique and different and will help elevate other people um in the industry so it's it's all about that networking and making sure that you have like something that a story that should be told right so i think it definitely helped me get to another level um because if i didn't have that material i wouldn't have even gotten that audition which led me to, to have these to the next opportunities. thing. opportunities. So let's
0: talk about the next thing. Let's talk about this girls episode. Yes. So so uh, let me see if I can play some of it here. This is, this cracks me up every, wait, wait, wait. So the, this guy's face. <laughs> this guy's face when he's looking at you. It,
1: now. Now. <laughs> now. Clearly you're
0: here for the auditions. But yeah. Well, good for you, honey. Clearly you're here for the auditions.
1: Clearly there for the audition. So you see how the token video was a great audition that you can literally right. see me dancing, not not amazingly, but having a lot of confidence in the moves that I had in the token video. And you see this character doing almost the exact same thing right clearly in token i'm not auditioning for anything i'm just being silly with friends but right. in in the girl's clip she has to rap a little bit she has to dance a little bit she has to sing a little bit all of which i did in the token video so that's something where it's like if i didn't have that they wouldn't have known that those right were right Understood.
0: so so take us a little bit through the process of how that happened so was it was it an audition originally i think this 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 is interesting so
1: yes so apparently what happened was um they actually wanted that character to be like a teenager and, and they wanted someone who was like genuinely a teen or mm-hmm. was like 18 to play younger type of thing. Right. And you know, I'm not a teenager, um, but you know, my agent submitted me anyway. Um and then at the time I was working for this company called the Actors Green Room and the the owner of the green room is was friends with that casting director. So she was like, "Hey, like, you know, um, I'll send her an email, like, putting putting your name forward, because it is very hard to get called in for that show. I know you and your agent were talking about, you know, that opportunity and how you wanted to be seen and stuff. But you know, but I will put in the word. So what she did was she actually sent Jen Houston the clip of the worst token black chick anywhere." And Jen Houston watching him was like, oh yeah, she's really great. Like I like her style and everything. She's pops on camera. Unfortunately, like uh for this, they really want like someone who's a bit younger, but like I'll definitely keep her in, you know, consideration for future things. And at the time I was like, Okay, that's cool, you know. Hey, I mean, on breakdowns, when these when agents are submitting and managers are submitting on breakdowns, they might get three thousand, four thousand thumbnails per role, so the odds of them even seeing your thumbnail are like slim to none. They they can only call in, what, 20, 50 Thumbnail,
0: thumbnail just sounds small.
1: Right, and it's, it's like- It's a they,
0: thumbnail.
1: They literally get like this, if you see like all these like, um, it's like behind the scenes of casting and behind the scenes of being an agent and manager, they right. show the screens of how like small the submissions look and how they're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling through all these faces. And so like, yeah, if they know you, sure, you'll get called in. Or, you know, if, if if you have something that just like, if your picture just super pops and is super specific for what they want, sure, you'll get called in. But a lot of the times you're gonna be missed because they're getting thousands of people for one role where they- own Right, it.
0: right, right. So so somebody there saw, probably saw your clip is what you're saying.
1: So she saw that clip and originally the, it was, Leticia's a bit like too old for this part, but we'll keep her in consideration for the future. Then what apparently happened was they couldn't find someone who had that energy that they wanted for the part right. so what they ended up doing was they expanded the age range they said any actor who can play like 21 like 18 to 21 age range right ideally um and you know obviously that means you know if you're 25 you can be submitted if you're a young looking 27 you can be submitted or something yeah yeah and there was something uh, in the
0: in the script there about him the joke about like the young people being too old because there's younger people. There's like a joke, there's a joke in there related to that. I I bought it. Yeah, and so- I I I bought it. And so
1: what ended up happening was um, they expanded the age range for the character and then they actually opened it up to males and females for the character. So originally they just wanted people who were 18 to play younger, female only for the character of Athena. And then they opened it up male or female, 18 to 21 age range to play this part so instead of like the normal 20-25 people they see for the role they opened it up saw another round of people and that's when they called me in because they were like okay since age range is a bit higher we can bring her in now. Right 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 so role. so
0: so did you, so so was did you meet Lena Dunham at all?
1: I didn't meet Lena because that year she was um having some surgeries, so she only was on set when she had to actually film her own scene. So I didn't
0: get to right, right. Meet her so, so, in so she so she didn't somebody else directed the episode.
1: Yeah, so Richard Shepard was the director of the Richard episode. Shepherd. Richard Shepard. Richard Shepard, and he's done a few episodes <laughs> of Girls, Zoe's uh extraordinary playlist, and a bunch of different shows and movies. And um, Jenny Connor was there though. Um, right. on
0: set. I, I don't know. I don't know these people. I love girls, by the way. I've seen every episode of Girls. Yeah. And, and, I'm and, not, I, and I'll admit it. I don't... I do you don't, follow, you don't follow the... No, don't. I don't know all the names of the... I know the girls. There's the chatty one. And there's <laughs> the one with the accent that goes out with the foreign dudes all the time. Right, right, right. There's... There's uh. the one that gives up the guy that... that she thinks she doesn't love but then he gets successful so then she changes her mind
1: oh uh so that was marnie 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 Marnie? marnie, was that, boy, was marnie? marnie,
0: boy, marnie regretted that after oh
1: marnie and then jessa after- <laughs> is the uh british uh one yeah, and yeah, then shoshana yeah, jessa, was the talkative shoshana
0: was the chatty one yeah i i, I kind of like shoshana she cracked me up
1: she did and you know she's uh Zoisha, i think how you say it is Zoisha. she is uh, or sh- yeah, Zoisha. I'm pretty sure that's how you say her name. I apologize if I'm butchering it. Um, she's actually on this new show on HBO Max called Flight Attendant, and that character is like so different. And I really liked seeing that flip from this like chatty, sort of insecure character, um, doesn't know herself, to this girl who's just like a boss is, and is like owning it. And this the is same on, actor,
0: the, the same actor, it's Dashiell Hammett, not Dashiell Hammett. But, uh, uh
1: Zoisha, uh, Mamet. Mamet. Um, yeah. David so Mamet. Is her yep, yep, yep. Is yeah. her dad. Is her dad. And so it was really cool to see that that flip in character and that's another thing where, you know, Kaylee uh I always say her last name wrong too, but Kaylee is the executive producer on that show. She also stars in that show and because she's the executive producer, she had, you know, the ultimate final say in casting. So she's like, I'm bringing my girl on, right? So now right. the soy show gets an opportunity to showcase herself in a way right. that she can showcase in. And it goes all, all goes back to this, you know, if you are creating, if you or if you're backing and putting your money into productions and into projects, it's going to it's going to yield opportunities whether that opportunity is just being in a hit web series or that opportunity is being on like an Emmy award-winning show for example Issa Rae web series originally started off small 200 about 200 views the 2000 gets a write-up in um popular uh, online publications then she gets her first video with a million views HBO originally said no we don't want we you don't have enough followers you don't have enough viewers we don't want this show then she she then they came back to her like a year later like, ah, JK, we'd love to make your show if you want us. Right, and- so you're,
0: say- you're saying that even if you're in the process of ha- getting TV spots to continue making content is smart. Absolutely. Right, just yep. don't don't stop making content. Absolutely. There was another one, another video you made, um, the Turn Up Alone video. Yes. So yes. I wanted to ask you about that. That uh, and again all of these videos you can see on Clipkick if you if you uh go on Clipkick and and uh Leticia's handle is uh LS I guess. Yes. Or just uh, search for Leticia. Uh but anyway, Turn Up Alone, that's like a full a full uh music production as well. Yes. So so my so my question is did you write? What? How did that song come about? And and did you actually? Like, tell me more about how that song came about, and if it was record, if it was recorded and produced, like what? Like, I think people would be interested in what the process was there.
1: So actually, um, uh, back in twenty eighteen, I had the opportunity to submit a writer's packet for Saturday Night Live. Um, I wasn't selected to be a staff writer. Surprise, surprise. However one of the pieces that i submitted was turn up alone so in in the snl version i had it as um i think it was like pete davidson was supposed to be the male rapper and ad bryant was supposed to be the female rapper because ad always has some rap thing on the show um uh, oh, Pete I just thought would be oh, cool. So it
0: so so it was like it was like a thing that you were writing for SNL for the SNL cast.
1: Yeah, so I was writing it for the SNL cast like in hopes that they would hire me to like be a writer or that they would pick up one of the sketches that I wrote. So Turn Up Alone was actually the first uh, piece in my sketch packet. And in it, um you know in in their version obviously there was going to be a bit more uh <laughs> a bit more graphics there was going to be you know the netflix logo Hulu logo all these things in the background they were going to it was going to have some flashes of uh their friends out in the clubs yeah, let, and out let, let me see let, let me play let me play a little of this on flip, fellas, it's about to go down you might think this is silly but it's about to get lit. me and my baby, we have got to go in it. my hubby is netflix my boo-
0: Okay, so obviously, obviously the 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 uh the production quality here is of the music is pretty good. Like this is not Did you hire yes. producers for that too? I mean, this is definitely not. Amateur hour.
1: Yeah. So I, 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 um, basically when I, whenever I write a song, I find a beat that just speaks to me. I buy it uh, and get the exclusive rights from whoever the beat maker is. So that can be any. That can be as low as eighty dollars, and it can be as much as two thousand five hundred dollars. This particular. Okay. All, beat, all right.
0: So you find the beat somewhere.
1: I find the beat somewhere first. Yeah. So and there's,
0: and there's sites for that.
1: Yes, and there's there's so many sites where where producers, ind, ind, independent producers, put their beats up. Um, in hopes that people will buy it and, you know. Right,
0: right, right. I have a friend whose son does that.
1: And and it's it great because these beats are so well produced, like these, and these producers, like they, they have deals where you can buy like a package of four beats for, you know, however much money, unlimited usage, don't have to pay royalties, the, the beat is yours. For example, um, uh, that guy that a couple of years ago, he had a song Panda. He literally got this beat online for like fifty bucks, and then Panda was like a huge hit, and he made millions of dollars off of it. And like, he bought this beat for like fifty bucks from like this website, and it, it's 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 amazing as an artist that you're able to have access to these like high premium quality beats. So that's what I did first. Was first I found the beat, and I was like, okay. Well, first I knew the content of what I want to do. So I said, I know I want to do a song about people who are staying home binge watching shows instead of going out with their friends. And the tagline, Turn Up Alone, I think I told a friend about it like back in like 2013. I was like, I want to do a song called Turn Up Alone one day. And then the SNL writing thing came up and I was like, this is the perfect time to pitch it. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll like it and I can get like these big people to be in it. And then I had Camila Cabello was supposed to be the singer in the bathtub. I had like this whole like thing in my head. Right. Um, But anyway, when they didn't pick up my packet or that sketch, I was like, I want to do this for myself because I like the song and I think right. it's good. <laughs> and
0: they, and, you know, this is this is this is amazing. I I, I keep th- I'm thinking though if you made it first and sent that instead of because you you sent like a pitch packet so it was just written out.
1: Well, actually, in the pitch packet, I sent also a, a link of me performing the vocals, so it wasn't with the, the music beat, video, with the beat. but it was with the beat and it was me doing the vocals. And I was like Leslie, blah 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 blah, blah Camila, la. Blah and obviously they could have picked whoever they wanted to be whoever but um all of those things i i sent pete them davison like pete like, what what, P, what what's really good like and you can see him doing it right because he's like such a clown like,
0: no it's so funny <laughs> it's so funny after you say it was supposed to be an s it's like it's like a lonely island song kind of
1: it's, thing that's exactly it that's exactly it um and so that's great i yeah
0: i see yeah. I'm, lear- I'm learning stuff here i don't so and
1: and they didn't pick it up. So if they, if they don't pick up your sketches, what people say to do is they say, make them, especially if it's something that's not going to cost you an arm and a leg, something that you could do easily. And again, I, you know, I took the beat, uh, went to the studio, my friends and I, we went to the studio at like six in the morning from six to nine, we recorded from nine to 10. We drove to the place in Brooklyn where we filmed the music video, ate breakfast. And then from 10 to four, we did the video. And then that was it. So it's like, um and again, two thousand bucks uh was super easy to do but so
0: ladies and gentlemen, the number is two thousand bucks two thousand
1: bucks two thousand bucks
0: which is it's a good round number again it's, it's not it's it not a small number i mean but but it it looks like it's worth it
1: it's definitely worth it and it it just it for me like again like and this is me making like a music video right obviously if you're doing something that's narrative that's gonna be you know, 15 pages, 20 pages, 60 pages, you're gonna be spending much more money because then they're gonna to have to, sound is then incorporated, which adds a bump to the pricing, right? So for me, because these vocals were pre-recorded and you can just edit the track in after you're filming live on set, um, that's one component that's taken out of the uh, post-production that in a normal production, you're gonna which, have-
0: which, which leads me to the editing part. Uh, who does that? Is that part of the production cost?
1: So yes, that was part of the production cost. So for for turn up alone, my friend Kevin, who has a company called Bespoke Films, um, he edited the uh, he shot and edited that music video, uh, for me. So, um,
0: yeah. So by the way, if anybody has questions about this, uh, you can you can direct message the clipkick.tv account, or, or you can send a message to Leticia directly on Clipkick, and uh, she might answer. I can't guarantee.
1: <laughs> I'll answer, but but, <laughs> but if will. the
0: if the question's legitimate and not silly, right,
1: right, yeah. She, of course, it has to be like the uh, le- you know uh, related to the business. Yes, like that. of course. Uh, or, you,
0: or you'll get blocked. <laughs> so uh, so I wanted to go into more more about um, some of the stuff that I that that we're seeing on the app. <laughs> some of it is a little whack. Okay. So so what it, so tell me about this ladylike prank episode. That Dad I got a few questions about that. <laughs> so um wait Dad. wait could you could you guess what my first question's going to be about that? We're playing a little game no. it's like it's like a little game. No,
1: what is the first question going to be? Is, is was that be... really
0: your mom?
1: No, that was not my mom. That oh. was an actor that was an actor. Yeah, And that since,
0: thing was a lie within a lie. It
1: was a lie within a lie and since the show's done <laughs> the air <laughs> we can we can talk about that.
0: <laughs> we can yes. Oh shit, was that something I shouldn't talk about?
1: So when it was airing we weren't supposed to say like we are actors like it was supposed to it's Oh the yeah 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 reality, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So like even like on a housewife even on an episode of Real Housewives like it's the illusion of reality like Brandy Glanfield doesn't but just they, randomly
0: show up at a they party it's say real in the title. My thing right. is if you put real in the title then it should be real but whatever I mean
1: it's like real to an extent right um so it, it, it it's it's just it was it was super fun because at the end of the day they want to get real people to do these things and some of the sketches that they had did have real people but the problem is it's like it's so hard to find real people on such short notice for these things right so that's why they have to sometimes find Oh wait your sound cut off
0: I can't hear. You. If I hit it with my
1: Oh. <laughs> That's this pretty is,
0: This is our first oh. podcast, so I'm still working through the uh
1: I've never pr- seen a remote. Production. It looks like it's on fire by the way, but I didn't realize that you could like
0: Yeah, turn this mic on and is off. hot. This mic is That's hot. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, but it but it mutes it if you just touch it. So you got to Wow. Well, it is just little things I'm working working out the glitches. <laughs> That's so cool. so uh so anyway, it it produced some very awkward moments i have to say yes the the uh just the 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 mom played the mom very well if she was the mom
1: was fantastic and i loved the mother-daughter bond
0: um
1: i actually had met her before in new york on um i forget what tv show it was but we were working on as as like extras on a tv show and i had met her there maybe a year or so prior to that and then when Mm -hmm. we got we basically it was like all the people who are going to be in Ladylike this episode meet here we're going to take you in this van and drive you like to the location in Long Island and it's super sketchy so weird it's like you don't know who these people are in this van that's picking you up at like Madison and 54th or wherever. Yeah yeah
0: vans are inherently creepy. Anyway. <laughs> it was so, so creepy. So so how did so so did you get that through your agent and audition. Through no,
1: your agent? so that I actually got through casting networks, I think, and it was by. I think I just self submitted and it was like looking for improvisers for uh for a, a sketch show. And so I submitted like whatever I had at the time is maybe like a stand up clip or something from New York. So I submitted that and then they contacted me like a month later like, "Hey Leticia, are you free on January like 9th to film a segment for this MTV show?" Right, right,
0: right. right and I was right. like,
1: "Yeah." And they were like, "Yes, yeah, so the pay is like this and uh you're gonna be here uh you're gonna be in a, a segment like where it's like you and your mom portraying they were like would your mom be willing to do this and i was like well my mom's not my actual like if you need the parents to like look like their kids then like my real mom doesn't look anything like me so that probably won't work but like i definitely like am willing to work with another you know actress. so you're saying
0: so you're saying the actress mom was more believable than your actual mom
1: absolutely and my man my right. mom's not an actor at all whatsoever so it would have been super, super strange. Well, anyway,
0: that the 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 woman that played the mom, her face. She's great. When you she were so, you have to see people. We've just watched a clip. I'm not going to go into, but but uh, that. I, I, so, just a couple more things. There's this AMTC acting finale, this tongue worm Simba thing. Yes. Okay, so that's hilarious. And I might put, but so you're in line at this thing. You don't know what you're going to say. Exactly. Right. And then the girl in front of you starts doing this bizarre tongue worm thing. Like it was, it was a little weird in the first place.
1: So what ended up happening was, so that group of ladies and I, um, before you get into the finales, you and like a group are paired up for like the group improv general showcase. Right. So in the general showcase, that was my group. And in my group, the prompt uh before this finale right so you're only in the you're only in the finals like if your group places like in one of the top whatever so in the group thing the prompt i think was something like uh your favorite music and 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 in the your favorite music improv the girl was like yeah yeah and like i just have like this really cool thing and it's called the tongue worm or whatever and so in that original group thing we had the tongue worm in that, right? The, the premise okay. of that tongue oh, so worm. So you we were
0: familiar that. with the tongue worm? So we were already familiar. So when she did brought Did anybody back, decide to bring it up with her and say, I don't really know about this tongue worm thing? Or you guys...
1: No. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was so crazy. So... So in this finale thing, when when the prompt was like the circus, we had no idea where it was going. I had no idea she was gonna be like I was in the circus. Then the next girl was gonna be like, and and Simba and Lion King, and that reminds me of the circus. And then Addie, who was in front of me, she's one of my best friends now. Addie, who was in front of me, she brought back that tongue worm from that like four days before that we had done the the musical whatever thing
0: right right and right.
1: everyone in the audience recognized that because it was like so wacky and wonky and strange that we oh, were all,
0: okay so the audience we, was similar to so the
1: audience so the audience was all like the judges at least especially and anyone who was in that improv showcase saw the clip on the screen right and then when the tongue worm was brought back I was like. As soon as she started doing it again, I was like, "I know exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm going to sing that Lion right. King song and get it." But that was improv because I had no idea like that it was going to come back. Yeah, up. you k-
0: no you idea. killed it. That was genius. That was good. Even even the uh, you know when it's good, right? Oh yeah, I I, I know yeah. I know when I do a good callback. Yeah, you know what, you, you in the business you know a callback, but if, you know if you, you call something back that was happening earlier. Yeah, and it was, if you do if you do it right, cause you, it's great. because you because. The, the dudes that came on after you, they they were, they were couldn't stop laughing. They couldn't <laughs> start their own thing. Am I and right? Bar- yeah, and
1: then Barry Shapiro, who was one of the judges, was like, good luck, boys. And they were like, oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We'll never, this? we'll
0: never. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. That <laughs> and was it was crazy.
1: Good. In the arena, like everyone was standing up. Like I, that was something I've never experienced before. Like it was like a natural, organic standing ovation. I've never mm-hmm. experienced something like that ever in my life. Yeah. I don't know if I'll experience it again. I mean, possibly if I start doing theater again
0: maybe but but the first but the first time like it sounds like what you're describing is that first feeling of, of that really, was the of first the, time yeah.
1: anything like that had ever happened to me ever you know i've had it and that was that was early that was like right after i graduated school and um um it was incredible and um i've done some stand-up in new york and i've gotten i've gotten laughs i've gotten some applause and you know had to had to like pause a little bit but but right a standing ovation with
0: there yeah were, standing like, like, a ovation is pretty heavy yeah audience. it was it they was stood crazy. up at they stood up after and were yeah,
1: screaming yeah. for like five minutes after like it was it was cool it was pretty neat and then i had to go on for the solo improv finals and when i came back on everyone was screaming like yeah so like even if my my solo thing was crappy like they were still gonna be like, that's that that Lion King girl, like the tongue Lion King girl. So uh, that was pretty cool.
0: Well, I yeah. think I think also it it relieved a lot of people because that tongue thing was so awkward. <laughs> it y- is y- super you know what weird. I mean? Yeah, yeah, it was super weird, right? So so I, I almost felt like after you made fun of it in a way, it confirmed everyone's feeling like, Yeah, that was a little weird.
1: But I'm not yeah. the only
0: one. But I'm not the only one that noticed. Definitely. So, so it worked out. So tell me about, um, on your Instagram, you mentioned something about a film you're doing. Yes. So I did, or it's finished. Can we talk, can we talk about that? Is that top secret?
1: So, Oh, 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 okay. So I, I, I'm doing another film, which I'm not in, I'm actually just the writer and the director. So, uh, I will just be the, this is my first narrative, completely narrative project. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm working on that, but you're talking about the film, Bobcat Moretti that I was cast in. So yes, I can talk about that. Um,
0: so Bob, I, Bobcat Moretti.
1: Bobcat Moretti is a film by Tim Bluto and uh, Rob Margulies. And it's about a boxer or the son of a boxer who um, is going in this really bad direction in his life. He starts to spiral. He's, um, he starts getting addicted to some pills. Um, He's having issues with like his weight and self-esteem and he just comes to this breaking point in his life and um, essentially he picks up the sport of boxing to get himself back, you know, going and and motivated to live life again, right? So in Bobcat Moretti, Tim is a star and um, he has Taron Manning um, starring opposite him as well as Vivica Fox is playing the trainer. Um, And some really amazing people are in the cast. Coolio makes a cameo appearance. Um, uh, Jay Heeren, Matt Peters from Orange is the New Black. And it's just a really incredible cast. Um, And- So so
0: what character are you playing?
1: So I'm playing MRI nurse. Uh, So I'm in the beginning of the film. I uh, take Bobby in to get a scan um and like help him deal with that and i call him in from the waiting room where he's having some issues um but it's it's really it's really great so i have a quick day player part i'm in two scenes probably have like three minutes of camera time max but um that was my first offer for a film so i didn't have to audition i just had a direct offer for the role so that was really really cool so um that you know that's another first that you're gonna be like wow like Again, incredible. Like, I literally just woke up one day to an email that was like, Leticia chance are you free, like, around October 6th to be in LA? We have a role for you in this movie we're doing. Bob camaretti take a look at the, you know, synopsis, take a look at the website. Stars uh, Tim Real who you know, and Taryn Manning, Vivica Fox are in it and our producers. And I was like, What? Okay, yeah. Like, of course I'm free October 6th. I'll figure out a way to get my butt to California back by then. Like, of course I'm free. Yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. So with the um,
0: MRI, so you, did you actually film in a hospital? We
1: filmed at um Radnet in Beverly Hills, which is like a you know MRI imaging center. So we when we filmed on a real, you know, MRI machine. It so was did, on you get, did they train
0: did you have to get any training or do any research? So yes,
1: yeah, so we actually had um there was a gentleman named Paul who uh, works for Radnet. And he was sort of like the supervisor to make sure we didn't mess up any of the machines. Um, but he actually showed me what to do, like how to lift him up, how to um, set the you know, blanket up on him and, and uh, go to the computer and like run the machine. And the machines were actually on. So apparently, um, on the, since it was a weekend, you could turn the machine on and off. Um, but normally during the week, if you turn the machine off, apparently it costs them so much money because it takes forever for the machine to load back up.
0: I did not know that.
1: Yeah, so the, I forget what the number was, but it was something astronomically ridiculous, like 500k or something dollars what? they lose every time they have to shut the machine off and turn it back on when um uh it was it was a ridiculous number. I was like, "Wow, that's incredible." And apparently like each time you go through an MRI machine, it's a, the equivalent of the radiation of like uh what was it? Like uh, I forget. Just an astronaut under radiation, w- like worse. I forget what it was. Um, what, what? The Ten
0: microwaves. Said.
1: Like thousands or something. Plus like, the sun. But like literally, it was something like that. Like the, I forget what he said. Dude, but he it, was, sounds like,
0: it sounds terrible. It dangerous. sounds dangerous. So did you mess anything up? Did you mess? We anything didn't up? mess
1: anything up. We were good. We didn't mess right. anything up. The, uh, we 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 you were got good. in. You right got bad. out. All right. We got in, we got out, we yeah. didn't, uh, we didn't kill each other, we didn't blow anything up, and it was great. <laughs> um, and, and it was, and it was fun, you know, I mean, um, I've I haven't i have had, I haven't had the opportunity to play, you know, like a nurse or anything before, so that was pretty cool. I, you know, I think I'm a fun person, and amicable, which is the quality that they saw in me for the role, because they needed someone who was going to be like, uh, nice, <laughs> and someone who was warm and friendly, right? Right, and that sounds like, like you calm him down so um it was cool it was really cool um and we shot you know my scene was just one day in, in beverly hills at the radnet center um but they shot the first half of the movie they're filming now or they filmed in october and the second half of the movie they're actually filming next year because the lead actor is going to be losing about 100 pounds total for the transformation through the movie so we filmed oh, the first he's half. Doing, he's doing
0: a jared leto He's pump. He's pump. Yeah, yeah, he's doing a McConaughey. He's doing a McConaughey.
1: he's doing a McConaughey. Dude, I read.
0: I read all that stuff, man. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Take any actor, Google the name, but then just put diet afterwards. <laughs> Matthew, McConaughey Matthew McConaughey diet, and it's gonna turn up, and he's gonna tell you what he did. What
1: he did to lose all that weight for yeah vegetables, yep.
0: fish, and all the wine he wanted every night. That's what it
1: was. That's what he said.
0: Yeah, man. Google it. But Jared Leto. That's so weird. That's counterintuitive, I know. But I guess if you're only huh. eating 300 calories, a little wine isn't going to. Not going to do anything, true. You know true. what I mean? But losing 100 pounds is no small feat. Yeah. But I got to tell you, just a little anecdote about doing research, like like what you did getting in there and learning about the MRI machines. When you're acting in these roles, these things are noticeable in a way that people, they're unconsciously noticeable. Right. Like like once I played uh I had a little part just as an EMT, like an ambulance person, and I spent a little time on an ambulance and and I learned a don't run. We don't run. Like anytime you see an ambulance pull up and the EMT guys are like running out of the ambulance, that's false. Right? They just don't do that. It's dangerous. <laughs> like right? they they walk no matter how hard the situation is. They walk fast. That's true. The other thing I learned is that you. They never say you're gonna be okay. They never say that That's, because they, they don't agree. know if you're gonna be okay. That's true. So, so, so legally, they can't. So say right. So I learned, like in, in in a couple of minutes, about how so many like EMT uh, little bit parts that you see on TV are like not exactly the way they're supposed to be. True. That's true. Lessons to be learned.
1: Lessons learned. And Lessons it's so learned. True. They have um, on Grey's Anatomy, one of my friends is like, he's a, a surgeon in real life. And so they have him go like once every few weeks as a consultant, whenever they're starting up a new episode to make sure that like the terminology is correct, to make sure that like the props and, and. Um, the operating room is set up correctly because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we want this to look, obviously it's going to be fudged partially for the camera and all that. Like they know, but, but they have him come in and it's like, a, it's like a paid side job for him mm-hmm. as a consultant. on the And show. I think it
0: makes a difference. It's not like people are going to go, people are going to, it's subconscious. People I think notice it subconsciously, the accuracy. Definitely. Right. So, Definitely. so I wanted to, um, Get into just a little bit about the movie. You said you were you you, you you're writing or more involved with the the uh, the writing of. Yes. You, you, yeah. So t- can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that that sounds like the com- So so I suppose if you're making content in short clips, and and just so people understand Clipkick and what Clipkick is about. I mean, Clipkick is is a place where people collect clips from all different sources. So so content creators like like yourself and and many others on the app, they have clips that are on YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and Vimeo and they're all over the place. And all those links can be compiled and clipkick and available in one place. And whenever anybody plays one of those links, it actually brings viewers to the original source. So it increases right. your it increases your YouTube views and increases and 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 basically makes a central location for all the content. So so it's kind of like a free tool for for content creators and one of the benefits uh for for me and and us as a company too is is we get to see a lot of the the new uh talent out there and and our mission is to to help to help that talent and help uh connect them to the industry and and also learn uh what we want to learn how people get to the point of creating content online like you, but then also get legit parts on television and movies like you. Right. You're, you're, you're a supreme example of, of what we're trying to figure out. Hence, you're a guest on this podcast and you were gracious enough to, to come on and and talk to us. And and I really do appreciate that.
1: Um, I'm really happy to be here. So thank you.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been great. I, it's been great uh getting to know you. Um that aside, let's hear I want to hear about this uh this this movie cuz it sounds really exciting and sounds like it might be uh another turning point.
1: Yeah, I mean I th- I think uh I I do think it will be because um you know, again, it, I'm not in this in this film. So I'm solely the writer, I'm solely the director. And it came to a point where so you're directing it. I'm directing it. yes. that's hot. Yeah, it's gonna it's, it's hot. It's gonna be that's hot. It's gonna be, it's gonna be hot. It's gonna be hot. It's gonna now be we gotta, great. we
0: we gotta pay um, Paris Hilton because she expanding. She has, expanding, a trademark she has on a
1: trademarked on that hot, which is so crazy. Cause I remember when that phrase was popular, I was like in seventh grade, and I remember saying like my friend like my friends and I used to say that in like fifth, sixth, and then seventh grade. That that show came out, and she kept saying it, and we were like, why didn't we think the trademark it? It's like, we, we were not millionaires who know to trademark, you know, coin. I for... know,
0: I know. It costs a lot of money to trademark.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so, um, but yeah. So essentially with this, um, they always tell actors, you know, another great way to showcase yourself is by either making a pilot and putting yourself as a lead or doing a short film or a feature that's a low budget, putting yourself as a lead and then going on from there. Now, for me, I have a story that I just think it's, it wouldn't serve the story of what I'm trying to tell, putting myself as a lead in this, because the story, it's about a moment from my childhood that I think is just genuinely something that people are going to be interested interested to see. I haven't seen it done before. Um, you know, and I think, I think it's going to be something...
0: The lead is a child, basically.
1: The lead is a child, yep. The lead yeah. is a child, and then... Um, uh, there's going to be two other actors in it. But it's just like, it's just the moment between this family um, and something that happens with this child. It's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing per se. It's nothing like super crazy. Um, but when I was thinking about like what was something I really wanted to tell in like a short film, I was like, I think this is something that I really want to tell. I feel really passionate about it. Um, and it's something where I don't feel like it's forced at all. Like a lot of times, you see people making short films and it's like they put themselves in it cuz they need a a vehicle for themselves. Like for me, my vehicle was Token, right? And it's a fun, silly music video. Because I already have Token, because I already have Turn Up, because I already have t- clips from television shows. Soon the movie I'll have. I don't feel as if I need a short film necessarily to showcase myself as an actor, but I want to showcase like myself as an as an actual writer director now. Who's create? Who's, so I want to take myself from like these clips that are exclusively like online for fun, for friends, for family, for anyone else who had the opportunity to see it, click, kick, all these things. I now want to take it to be like, this is me, this is my voice. And th- this is part of the story that I want to tell as a creator and writer and producer. Um, so I think it will help get me to the next level, whatever that may be. Um, do you have, okay. do
0: you have a feature film in mind? i
1: have a, I have a feature film in mind, but I also have a television show in mind, and I also have a children's book uh, in mind for it or an animated series in mind.
0: For oh, it. oh, related to this.
1: related to this particular uh, short right. Film right. yeah,
0: I mean that's that's a, a very smart way to do it to make a short yeah. right? because uh, to make a short that relates directly to what you're trying to do what the feature is.
1: Yes, yes. Right? And so because, in the feature because- uh, version or the pilot version, I have to decide because I think this this story um, can be expanded upon where a feature might sort of rush some of the topics that I want to dive in on. But it could be actually really cool to see th- this core group of characters navigate what they go through as this like cluster it might be really cool to see. I'm being very vague about it because I am keeping it secret yeah, until yeah, the yeah, movie's yeah. out. But yeah. um, I do think that it would be pretty, pretty, a pretty unique uh, group of people to follow, uh, which could lend to a television series. But also, it might be kind of cool seeing it done as a as a feature um, as well. Or certain pieces, certain pieces from the short, can be highlighted as a feature, and then the series can focus on this group of people at a different point of time in their lives or multiple points in time in their lives. Um, But I do also, you know, again, I have an idea for an animated series and I have an idea, you know, for a, a children's book. So it's something that I'm like, okay, I wanna definitely like make sure that this piece gets like my perspective, my voice out into the world as a creator. Um as, right right as, and
0: it sounds like you're doing all the right things. I mean even the uh, uh, even the the decision not to play the part.
1: Yeah, you know, just cuz it wouldn't serve it's the probably story. Probably
0: smart. I mean, my first short film I played the lead and then I was and then making the feet. Here's the thing. The short and the feature or the short in the TV show. There's such a, a chasm between or or a jump in size cuz you can make the short for a couple thousand dollars, or maybe four thousand right. dollars. But when you get to the movie or TV show, all of a sudden it jumps to millions. Right. So right. It isn't. It expensive. isn't. It isn't like a process where where it's like, oh, I made a short. Now I'll make like a bigger short, and then a big. You you jump. It's like it's like you're on a little rowboat, and then you jump on the big cruise ship, and you got to drive it. Yeah. So, exactly. So so you know, my in my experience, the best move is to make the short in a style that you want to make the feature a TV show in and kind of and, and have the stories relate
1: because then
0: then it's like it's like a showcase for the feature and then and then it's easier to jump to the feature. And um, if you
1: if you ever saw that um, that movie Spotlight or not spotlight with the drums, Whiplash, there you go. Whiplash, Whiplash. they had a short film version and yeah. they had the feature version and literally they had this video online where it's like a lineup of back to back J.K. Simmons played the lead in both the short and in the feature, um, but the the lead actor was different. But you literally see how some of the shots are identical from the short
0: film right, to right. the
1: feature, and you know the dialogue fairly similar, if not exactly the same, in certain parts. And it's like, wow, this creator, this writer, uh, I, I believe it's the same writer who did it's Damien Chazelle who did La La Land. Um, Damien Chazelle had this idea in his head it was vividly sharp he worked on it for like two years before he was able to make the short then he you know there was a few years between the short and the feature because he had to raise all the money get people invested submit the short to festivals all this but it's like you that's why it's so important that you you remove yourself from it because i'm sure damien could have been like yeah i'm gonna be the drummer in this just to like save money and not have to hire an actor He could have easily done that.
0: Yeah, I think like if I, yeah, if I could do it all over again, I would probably. But then you see, then you see these examples like Lena Dunham or uh, I'm trying to think of another example, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. You know that that managed to be the leads and and do really well. So. And Issa Rae,
1: it's Rachel. it's, It's
0: hard and. How yeah. do they do it? I guess every story is individually different. It depends right?
1: on where it depends on where you're telling the story. So for me, this particular story for the short, it just resonates better with the younger characters. But you know, at a different point in in this character's journey, you know, if people wanted to invest in this, you could see me playing it because then that's the character at a different facet of her life or a different junction in her life, right? But for the short, I just felt like. At yeah, that, yeah,
0: yeah. You're doing the right thing. And I can't think so of anybody better to play you than me an adult <laughs> than uh, you. Maybe,
1: uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but, people, um, Daniel Brooks maybe or Amber Riley could play me. But uh, yeah, obviously um, it, it, there comes a point where if you can play, you know, a fictionalized version of yourself like Frankie Shaw did in Smilf, you know, she, she again, did the short film Smilf. In, you know, she put herself in it uh, the, her son character was in it and uh, a boyfriend type of character was in it and then obviously in the pilot she recasts the son, recasts the boyfriend character and in in, in in the short she had her friend Thomas Middlejit from um, Silicon Valley do it and I, I th- he might have even done the role for like free or like the SAG scale for a short which is like 125 like super cheap and he was like okay I only have like two hours to shoot this because I have to go to set like now but he did that for her as a favor because she knew like you know getting a name actor might help propel you know when she was submitting the package to festivals and stuff like that and then right. after the festival circuit it did you know well it got a, a jury prize award um and then she was able to make the pilot and then the pilot was picked up by abc signature put on showtime and it ran for two seasons and you know again that's what something she said that really struck a chord with me was she said you know, the next project that I work on, if I star in it, I am not going to be the director and I am not going to be the like executive producer. She's like, I'll either exclusively be the star of the show or I'll be the writer, director. You know, she's like, it's a right,
0: right, right, right
1: to be in a network television set. And it can be done. Lena Dunham did it. Rachel Bloom did it. Issa Rae's doing it. Uh, Lena Waithe has done it. It can be done, but it, I'm sure it is very taxing and trying. You know, Shondaland has Shondaland. Ryan Murphy has Ryan Murphy Productions. and But they're not acting in those productions, but they're able to have like- Right, 13- right.
0: I think uh, Warren Beatty yeah. talked about this back in the day. He was saying that that the problem is, is that when you're directing, you're in control of everything. But when you're acting, you're out of control. Right because acting is about being in the moment and and completely letting go of of what's around you and just but directing you have to so so it's i think switching those positions because i've tried yeah. it it's not easy switching back and forth is 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 definitely definitely hard Very but hard. it it sounds to me like you got to get you got to get uh, started writing on uh, writing this feature
1: yeah so um the short is the short is time um I'm, uh, you know, we're really excited about it, Um, but the short, short, yeah, so, but the, we just have to see how it does, you know, in the festival circuit, because um, how, how it does in the festival circuit is going to sort of help dictate, okay, are people buying this or are they, not like physically buying it, but are they our are our audiences or you know viewers uh picking up on what's being put down or are they oh, right, rejecting right. It, or, right?
0: or just rejecting it outright so that's right. it doesn't, then it, doesn't if pay to actually start writing it yet. Exactly. So if, right. if
1: it's if it's rejected outright as something that people don't deem as something that is Uh, I mean, I
0: clearly see this. Just be ready. Just be ready when Reese Witherspoon calls you. Calls you up. Sundance. She's not gonna call you up. She's gonna be like, "Uh, (laughs) can we just have a drink over at the uh, ski, whatever, chalet place? (laughs) And she's gonna be like, and bring your script.
1: (laughs) And (laughs) bring. Me the night before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here it is! And that's what Did you hear that's what Lena Dunham did? They were like, okay, uh, you have a meeting with HBO or or, or, with, or with Judd Apatow. And literally she was like, she wrote like yeah, a yeah, little essay. I, I
0: didn't hear that. But that's,
1: that's and she's totally, like, she totally was like, said. so I have no script, but here's my little pitch essay for what right, my series right. is gonna be. And it's gonna be in, and again, you know, that was tiny furniture to, to girls um but because she, i saw tiny furniture,
0: furniture and i drink cosmopolitans
1: there you go <laughs> um, so, but it's so crazy because it's like you
0: now nah, you pull it yeah, off i believe in you it's you're, gonna be pulled pull off, it off dude. and you're, you got it you got but, you know this.
1: if it needs to be reformed ex- for example rachel bloom did crazy ex-girlfriend girlfriend um originally for a showtime then showtime dropped it and she was like it should have been reformatted because she's like, you don't need to have a musical show that's completely raunchy. Like it was very raunchy the original version, right? Um, because in her YouTube video, she was able to do that because it's a very like the video she was right, uh, right, 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 but for a very specific group of people watching these videos, right? Um, but then for the for the musical show, she was like, it doesn't have to be nearly as raunchy. Of course, can it can it tackle these adult topics in a unique and fun way with these with these songs in this girl's life? But like, it doesn't have to be so outright explicit and raunchy. So when she reformatted it, it was able to then get on a CW, which then she was able to win the Golden Globe right, and right, all right. these different critics' awards and stuff like that. And again, like you just and that's what I mean by you know see if if, if it because you can reform right, but you're that a,
0: tone. No, so hopefully it's not too raunchy. No, no,
1: no, 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 no,
0: <laughs> no. What What did we learn today, folks? <laughs> Don't make it too. Don't make it. Too... Do you want me right to- off the bat, it's just just don't even go don't there. go there. It's not, it's not worth it.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so I'm 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 looking forward to that, and then of course, so still auditioning and trying to get my. Well, I'm looking forward production. to
0: seeing that short, and I think I think anyone would agree in their right mind that that it, you would whatever your feature or TV show is going to be, it'll make the world a better place.
1: And that's definitely I truly
0: I, I truly believe that. I think I think we share in the, in that goal. Like I yeah. I was I always saw the the creation of media and the creation of content and entertainment as something that could bring good to the world.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It,
0: you know, if it's done right and done thoughtfully Absolutely. and and I feel like that reflects in your work. Um, thank you. It's been great talking to you. I really appreciate uh your time and being the first guest on this thank podcast. you yeah
1: um, it's an honor and
0: yeah yeah you've been great so um so we are gonna keep in touch and we're and the and when this short comes out we will we will hopefully i mean i know i know you're gonna release it in, in festivals and things like that but if there are any bits that we can show or on clip kick we'll, we'll definitely yeah uh, do that yeah and, absolutely and uh and i hope to talk to you again soon
1: absolutely i hope to talk to you soon and again my goal in life as you'll you'll see uh when you go to my clip profile it's to make people laugh and feel loved so i definitely appreciated the laughs and felt loved today being on here so thank you for giving me back what i want to put out in the world
0: oh that's sweet thank you so much thank you yeah thank it was a, it was a, it was it was a pleasure thank you so much all right talk soon see
1: ya.